rotten motherfucker. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Most of the Hamas podcast. I'm your host, Dammit Damien. All right, buddies. This week's episode, we bring you a very special episode with my new best buddies forever, Native Daughters. That's right, Eddie, Tom, and Justin. We all meet up and we hang out at Three Kings Tavern and do a little interview. Uh, this is supposed to be a short interview. It's going to end up being a long interview because that's what happens when you have uh, three dudes and one of them is Justin Hackle, who talks way too much. And I mean that I love because this is Justin's idea. Justin's been an old friend of mine. I've known him for some time since I was uh, booking Only Thunder back at the Triple Nickel Tavern, Colorado Springs, Colorado. We can reconnected uh, just recently when I interviewed Restorations at the Seventh Circle uh, Music Collective here in Denver, Colorado. Native Daughters headlined that show. Justin listened to my interview with the band and went, Hey, man, you should uh, debut the next Native Daughters single on your new show, something along those lines. And I said, hey, man, I'll only do that if we do an interview. And he said, okay. And that's what brought us to the Three Kings Tavern today. Uh, I will fully admit that I've always had a man crush on Mr. Justin Hackle and that uh, him not only enjoying what I'm doing here with the show, but uh, supporting it, wanting to be a part of it, uh, gives me a big man crush hard on, I guess. I don't know. It's not supposed to be gay because I'm not gay, but uh, I'm gay for Justin Hackle, so maybe I am. I don't know. Anyway, uh, good dudes, good band. Uh, I've seen Native Daughters three or four times now, and every time they fucking blow me away. Uh, we're gonna air, uh, we're gonna put this episode on Facebook and the internet a little bit earlier. Normally, these episodes come out on every Monday, but. I felt this is kind of a last minute episode and I felt like we should put it up right now because Justin Hackle, it's his birthday coming up. It's uh, Justin and Dan's birthday party this Tuesday, October 29th at the High Dive. Native, da- Native Daughters are playing along with Black Acid Devil, who I just saw at Three Kings. They ruled. Rebel Steel, I've yet to see. Bloodlines, who I've not seen, but Scooter from Pinhead Circus and Tin Horn Prayer is in it. Love that dude. He's also in Love Me Destroyer, another band I love. And uh, Andy Thomas from Only Thunder and Ten Horn Prayer are also in that. So that's going to be a fantastic show. It's Justin's birthday show, Tuesday, October 29th, the high dive. And then if you're catching this later on, November 23rd at Lost Lake, it's a Saturday, Native Dodgers and Train Dodge. We're going to be talking about that way at the end of the episode. Uh, at the end of this episode, we're going to be debuting a new song off Native Daughters' new EP, uh, it's a three-song EP, but it lasts 20 minutes long, which is almost a fucking full length these days. Uh, that's going to be the very end of the episode. Right now, we're going to go ahead and open this bad boy up with, uh, while it's not my favorite song off the uh, full-length War Elephant, this is what I feel to be the most accessible song off the uh, EP, or full-length. I'm sorry. Too many words. And uh, so it's The Glowing. Um, it's a wonderful little song. It's not that little. It's still long because... Native Daughters apparently don't know how to write a song under you know, 10 minutes. No, seriously, though. Um, it's a wonderful little song, and I think those of you in the internet world who are not from Colorado, who have yet to witness the majesticy, which is not a word, and I know that, and I know I'm saying it wrong, of Native Daughters, well, this is a good introduction for you. The song is called The Glowing. It's off their full-length War Elephant. You can find that online. Go to mostofharmlesspodcast.com. I'll have a direct link to it there for you. Go check it out. It's pretty killer. It's Native Daughters, The Glowing, Off War Elephant. This is Most Harmless Podcast. Let's take a listen, buddies. We were saying how very important it is to bring about in the human mind a radical revolution. The crisis, and there are always crises in the world, especially now 
it seems to me, is a crisis in consciousness, a crisis that cannot anymore accept the old norms, the old patterns, the ancient traditions, a particular way of life, whether it is the American way or the European way or the Asiatic way. And considering what the world is now, with all the misery, conflict, destructive brutality, aggression, tremendous advancement in technology,
All right, so uh, I'm hanging out in uh, the Three Kings back room with the guys from Native Daughters. I hear you guys are ridiculously hooked to Grand Theft Auto V. <laughs> so thank you for taking time out of your playing schedule to uh, visit with me today. I was playing it right before we came yeah, here. I, I put in about an hour before I came here, too. But that's that's the bare minimum. That's uh, The hour is, is you can't even do anything in an hour. No. no, you got it. You got to go for broke. At least four. Yeah, yeah at least four hours. Oh God! <laughs> Set aside for it that sucks game. the life out of me. <laughs> so, for our listening audience at home, those who aren't in the Denver area and don't know you guys, uh, who are you guys, and what is your favorite Denver band you have not been in? Because I know you guys have been in a lot of Denver bands. So, whoever wants to start uh, here, go ahead, Tom. Um, I'm Tom. I guess my probably my favorite Denver band was be planes mistaken for stars nice and you play drums in native daughters yeah right? i play i guess play i should one. have said that too sorry yeah <laughs> i play i play one of the drum kits in native daughters yeah uh justin i play guitar um that is a hard question as far as favorite denver band what's the first thing that pops in your head i'd have to probably say pinhead circus just because that's that band's responsible yeah. for getting me involved in the local music scene here in the first place so that's probably what i have to go with and you were barely in them right i was in that band for about a year the, oh, that's, the very last year that's barely yeah barely considering they were around for 10 years yeah, <laughs> yeah. my name's eddie and i play guitar in native daughters my favorite denver band uh currently is mountain and the hound i haven't even heard of that um one they they're the best denver band um my probably like my classic like if i had to go back as far as you guys were saying uh the facet for sure that's Nice. That was my favorite. I noticed you guys didn't say the Lumineers or the Fray. No. <laughs> the Fray is like number four. <laughs> uh, so I know I know the numbers are many, especially like because I know I've known you, Justin, for a long time now. What six, seven years, something maybe like something like that. Yeah. I know you guys have been in a hundred thousand bands. What are some of the more notable Denver bands you guys have been in? For those who may. I don't know. Uh, on my travels, I tour manage occasionally. I'll run into people like, oh, man, I used to love the Blackout Pack. Or, oh, man, I used to love Love Me Destroyer. So where are some of the other yeah. bands you guys have been in? Well, Tom, Tom and I were in Mustangs and Madras for like 10 years. So, or eight, like eight or nine years. It was, it was a long time. So other than like dinky little high school bands, other than that, that's really the only other band I've, I've been in. Yeah. Uh, same with me. Pretty yeah. much Mustangs. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Where do I start? Um, yeah. I could do it all probably I mean, for yeah, you. I mean, I've known you long enough. Yeah, I mean, if you start from the beginning, it goes it goes qualm, uh, and then cost of living, and then the blackout fact. Um, and these are bands that you know did stuff. I was yeah. there's other bands, but I, you know, gotta go over there. Julia uh, Gulia. Julia Gulia was <laughs> actually that band. We we wrote our three. We played with Mustangs and Mudders, right? Yeah. yeah. Julia Gulia is amazing. Let's get on that for a second because <laughs> we wrote all of our songs, played our first show, and broke up all on the same day. Hmm. So that's pretty sweet. Um, so that was that band. Um, <laughs> after Blackout Pact was only Thunder, um, and then Trees, and, and now this. I think when I met you, it was, uh, well, obviously you were in Only Thunder. Actually, I think the day I met you, I might have met you before, but the day I remember was right before the Hot Water Music Show, which Mustangs and Madras played as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. With Only Thunder. Yep. yep. Very, yep, very yep. small. Yeah, yep, totally. Small community. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever forget all the bands you've been in? You're like, oh, yeah, I forgot yes. I played a fucking show with that band. Yeah, I've, I've written them down at one point. Um, <laughs> it's something like nine or ten. Um, and again, the ones I've mentioned were the ones that actually put out stuff or, or toured or whatever. The other ones were just kind of like, 
side projects or just, you know, it's stuff that I thought was going to do something and died quickly or just, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's been a lot of different people. I mean, as you know, Denver is just so besides these two besides the four guys not me and eight of dollars the other four those guys are the only ones i know that have stuck with each other for this long it's it's pretty incredible actually it's it's admirable but anyway yeah i mean i I don't know it's a lot (laughs) so there are a couple guys missing today do you have any kind words to say about those guys or even nasty ones uh no Gene, gene martinez plays bass uh colin is the other drummer yeah i don't have Nice things to say <laughs> about Colin. I love Gene. Uh, but Colin, Colin has pissed me off within the last hour. So no, it's not uh, he got called into work. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, they just—I don't know. I guess it just goes back to like, like I said, the the, the, the dynamic between you four, yeah, and me kind of being the outsider looking in is pretty, pretty cool. Nice. We had, uh, yeah, we had a, another guitar player before Justin, and it didn't end up working out. Uh, as dynamic as we thought it was, it was gonna. So we just basically asked him to be in the band. I kind of nervously asked him, like, because he had trees going on and a new kid, and and we were like, oh man, I I, I don't think he'll do it. So I just I asked him, and he said yes. So yep. here, here we are. are. Here we are. Well, we'll get to that here in a minute. I like to rewind and take things back to the beginning. I like origin stories. Um, when did this obsession, I, I assume because we're all the same age, well, roughly the same age. I'm 32. You're about to be 34. I don't know about you two, but we're 35 next month. Yeah, 34. So we're, we're, we're in our mid, early to mid 30s, and we're still doing this damn thing that we started in our teens. Um, when, when did this music obsession grab a hold of you and make you just, like, grab you? I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's see. What are the words I have here? Because I fucking have drink too much coffee. Uh, I can edit all this out. Oh, this is what I have. Can you pinpoint a moment where you were shaken to the core by a band or a song and that drug you along this far? I absolutely can. I know I was in second grade and this kid down the street that lived, he lived down the street from me. He had uh, Iron Maiden Live After Death. (laughs) And I'll never forget the Churchill speech at the beginning of that. And then it goes into Aces High. And I was like, that was it from there i was like i I wanted to fucking play guitar i didn't know anything about guitar i I wanted to play drums that's what i wanted to do i wanted to play drums i was wanting to bang on shit and eventually i did end up playing drums but never in a band or anything but but yeah and then i picked up guitar and fucking from there that was it i knew i knew that i always wanted to play in front of people after that because it was a live record you could hear the fucking people screaming and stuff and that's what yeah i always wanted to do that yep so that whole record actually just really, that was the moment I, I like nineteen eighty, fucking seven <laughs> or six maybe I don't know it was it was it was long I was in second grade so yeah I was I was about that age too, um, mine mine unfortunately was uh, was Def Leppard. <laughs> well, I mean I I still like the earlier stuff, but I for me it was like. I can go back. You can find pictures of, at my mom's place of me like playing a tennis racket, actually left-handed because I didn't know any better. <laughs> um, you know, because I always was obsessed with the guitar. <clears throat> but it was the I was allowed uh, once a week. I was allowed to, to walk down to King Supers and, and rent a movie. And one day I rented 
Def Leppard live at McNichols Sports Arena, which you know used to be where oh, the Nuggets shit. played, yeah. here in Denver. And I was like, wait, this band played here in my hometown? <laughs> no way! You know, I'm eight years old and I'm watching this VHS tape of them in this giant arena. I'm like, whoa, that's so cool! You know, and it wasn't. A, I don't think it was like the the uh, necessarily the, the, the how big the show was or how. It was just the fact that like these people could play these guitars, and I was like, "Whoa, I want to learn how to do that." Um, but that's that's probably as far as like origins go, as far as what triggered me to be like. And I never actually took lessons till probably like five, six years later. But that's I can remember that really changing my like. That's when I became obsessed with music. I'd go into you know school and like I'd have my Def Leppard shirt, and I'd be like, all the kids would be like, "What's that? What? Where'd you get that?" You know, and like you know, all these other kids were probably too busy doing whatever they do, but. All I could think about was music in, in school, and that was true till I dropped out of high school. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. did you ever I, finish? Got a GED? Then I stopped GED. thinking about everything. I stopped yeah. thinking about everything, man. Uh, I did get my GED. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. State um, school. Yeah. I was lucky. I grew up with an older brother who was who played bass like all through like high school. He's like six, seven years older than me, I think. So yeah, he just turned forty. So I I like grew up around music. Like he was like way into like Metallica Iron Maiden Motley Crue and shit like that and, but it was always uh, it was always Tommy Lee for me that's why I wanted to play drums because he was the <laughs> fucking man dude um, so I guess like there wasn't really a moment because yeah my, I mean even my dad was like really into like pretty diverse shit like he loved Alice Cooper and like Elvis Costello but like Air Supply and Barry Manilow you know so um, there wasn't yeah there wasn't really an exact moment for me I just was always around it and was just kind yeah. of always there always wanted to be a part of it killer uh have you guys played anything else other than i know you say do you play drums a little bit but yeah yeah i i started the the drums were the instrument that i started but oh, i nice. i never i i still like dink around on them and stuff and i i can play the drums i just can't play the drums very well <laughs> um me too yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah same thing yeah did you I'd, play drums in a band i did i, I, I never had that band but, yeah, I never had uh, guitar lessons, but I had drum lessons for a few years. Yeah, yeah I started with a snare drum because my mom was like, there's no way you're going to get a drum set. So if you can yeah. show me you can master the snare, then we'll think about it, kid. Yeah, that's what my family said, too. Yeah. Weird. And, and yeah, that for me, I was like, well, fuck this, because you're sitting there with a snare, like, tink, 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 trying to read notes. I'm like, this is, again, being like yeah. eight or nine, this is stupid. And, and then I went to trombone. For a little while, <laughs> yeah, you didn't that's, know that. That's okay. You? I played violin. Did you? Good. That, yeah. yeah, violin. I, I can't. I can't play it well, but yeah, I, I played yeah. it from fifth grade to twelfth grade. Yeah, yeah. I was. I played trombone for a couple of years, and then I then I convinced my mom to, to let me play guitar, and that was even that was hard. <laughs> that was the down. No, because she knew it's gonna get loud. It's gonna be loud in the house. That's all I ever heard. Mm. You know, I'm like, look, there's a volume knob. Watch, watch <laughs> yeah. how this works. Yeah. You know, so, are you guys from the Denver area? All three of you. No, uh, uh, Hackles from our Westminster, Arvada. We grew up um, in Longmont. Uh, the four, the four of us. No, oh, nice. Tom and I, and the two others that are not present. What are, what are the, so, in my head, geography-wise, where the hell is Longmont? Longmont's <laughs> about what forty-five miles north of here. Yeah, okay. It's just north of Boulder. Yeah, yeah. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Yeah, Click like northeast. Yeah. Um, it's like Longmont, Boulder, Denver. Yeah. yeah, but still relatively close to this whole core yeah, scene. Yeah, it's, it's, it's 40, 40 minutes away. Because yeah. yeah. where, where I grew up was North Louisiana, this shitty little town called Shreveport. Oh, we've been, we played there. Mustangs. Yeah, Shreveport, Mustangs yeah. played there. Oh, I apologize yeah. in advance. <laughs> I'm sure it was a terrible show. Uh, I think it was. Uh, I think that was, yeah, we played for the bartender. 
Oh, yeah. 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 Which is why, like, when I grew up, I, I left there as soon as I could, and I moved to Colorado Springs because that was better than Shreveport. Upgrade. Because right. at least in Colorado Springs, five people might have shown up. But uh, we would drive three hours to Dallas to see shows or an hour to this town called Longview, Texas to see shows. And so, like, for me, like, even living in Colorado Springs, I'm like, this band's playing at Denver tonight. They're be like, I don't want to go. It's an hour. Yeah, and I'm like, crazy. oh. Mm, it sucks but to me it's like yes there's a band playing an hour away let's go see them but living in this this uh what hour long vector or whatever the hell the word is of colorado what was it like growing up in this colorado music scene because i remember looking at the zines like um punk new or punk planet and like seeing the soda jerk and the suburban home record ads and be like man i want to go there and somehow magically ended up here what was it like for you guys growing up in this world it was, I mean, I, it was awesome. I thought, like, uh, being in Longmont at the time when we were in high school, Boulder still had a pretty decent scene. I mean, that's where Soda Jerk and yeah. Suburban Home. Well, both. Even Longmont had a decent scene. We had we we threw shows together there all the time, yeah. all yeah. the time, all yeah. the time. Yeah. We would get bands to to play. Like, yeah, uh, yeah Electric Quam Summer played there. played there a couple times. Yep. Quam did. We yep. actually played a fucking party with them. Like, <laughs> that's right. In our old old band before Mustangs, like it was. It was but yeah, go on. Sorry. No, I was just I, like it was. It was nice. We I think we were all blessed to have um, understanding. Well, most of us had understanding parents um, <laughs> that would let us go. You know, to shows in Boulder and just yeah. you know. Well, and at that time too, I I I had just turned eighteen and Boulder. There really wasn't an all ages scene in mm-hmm. Denver at that time. You know, this is like what ninety seven ish, ninety six, ninety seven. Well, there was. Club 156 in Boulder, though. In Boulder. That's yeah. what I mean. Oh. Like, like Denver didn't really have no like an all ages no. thing going on at that time. So, like, we I actually lived in Boulder at that time. That's probably when I met you guys yeah. at, mm-hmm. at some point. And seven ish, uh, yeah. And like that, you know, that's where all the shows were going on. I mean, all the shows you see in Denver now that that you know they they would be in Boulder right now if yeah. it was if it was that long ago yeah. because there just wasn't anything going on here for a yeah. long time. And now there's nothing going on in Boulder. Nothing. Yeah. How sad yeah. is that? No. Yeah, it sucks. Because you know, the Fox Theater is fucking one of my it, favorite it is, sounding venues it's in the great. whole state. I've never, I've never played there. I, really? I never got a chance oh, to play dude. there. But I, I loved, loved going to shows there, man. Yeah. It's a fun God, place. I saw some great fucking shows there, yeah. too. And then all of a sudden, now it's... It's all hip-hop. Jam band, hip-hop. Yep. Uh, Every once in a while, they'll get something that's worth a damn. But even yeah. then, it's few and far between. I've not seen something I wanted to see at the Fox on a... On a in a westward or an onion for yeah. fucking yeah. years. It's been years. When I, when I moved here in 2001, the first show I saw in Colorado that wasn't a Colorado Springs local show was Rise Against opening for Reach the Sky and Pinhead Circus at uh, Two Loggies. I was and at that show. Did, yeah. you weren't, did you play that show? Or? No, no, I was at... Did I... I don't know. It, they no. were releasing well, like a they were releasing a live record. Uh, Pinhead Circus was so. Who knows? Yes, I did play that. Oh, yeah, there you go. Because yeah. I'm on that live record. Yeah, there I was, you go. Yeah, I was yeah, at yeah, that yeah, show yeah. too. Well, there there was two shows that yep. they recorded. Yep. Yeah. I was at one of them. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was just it, it was just like wow, look at this world I live in now. Right. So it was a, yeah. it was it was a wonderful like awakening. And now Two Loggies, I think, is a Jimmy John's. It's a Jimmy John's. Yeah. Yes. Well, it used to be a dance like a hip hop dance club before it was. They threw shows there too. Yep. I saw um, Mars Volta there. Yep. Wow. Oh, I saw it. Open up. I got arrested there. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> just leave it at that. Yeah, let's leave it at that. So you guys grew up in Longmont. You guys started Mustangs and Madras. What brought you to Denver? Uh, actually. Really, or did you? No. Yeah. Well, we all lived in Longmont. 
uh, we all practiced there. We were we were a Denver band, but we we all lived right. in Longmont, you know. Yeah. Um, we really we all moved to Denver until like until like the last five three, years, four years. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess five years. I've been here five years now. I've been here ten. Yeah. Yeah. I've been here in Denver for ten years now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I'm not even in Denver anymore. I'm in no, no, Arvada. Yeah, I'm in Arvada now. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's all relative. Yeah, it's, it, it, it is. In all my relative. head, it's I all mean, Denver. But I, I I'm feel newbie. like like the Arvada Westminster is still just kind of part of Arvada. It's just yeah. 20 minutes Denver. away. It's not that yeah. big of a deal. Longmont's a little further. We yeah. we ended up moving. Well, a few of us got a place together in Louisville in like 2008, 2009, and then our lease was up there, and then we ended up coming. We all just ended up in Denver. Even Mustangs still. So we all, all of Mustangs lived in Denver at that point. And then we decided to break up like probably a year, a year later. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So, so what kind of lessons did you guys learn living in this Boulder, Denver scene? Um, that if you can remember any other than just learning how to be in a band and do this thing, this thing, um, if that makes sense. I mean, I think the biggest thing that I'm thankful for, at least with the whole like do the finger quote thing you know punk rock background to mm-hmm. it was the 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 respect that everyone gave each other regardless of how good or bad your band was it existed here um, and it was encouraging and it was and, and it wasn't about the money and it wasn't about trying to be the next big thing and yeah. if your friend's band got on a big show you were stoked for them and then sure enough eventually your band would get on that big show and then they'd be stoked for you and so on and so forth and like that that doesn't exist everywhere, and, and um, sometimes it doesn't exist here anymore either. It's, yeah, a little you're right. Bit, yeah, but. sometimes there's a jealousy rivalry here. I mean, again, I could get into name calling, so I'm not going to. But there's there's this thing where I feel fortunate as far as lesson learned of like, you know, just the 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 the, the, the amount of respect that I was I, I witnessed as a young kid. I mean, I started playing when I was 15 shows and 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 seeing how all these bands took care of each other and encouraged each other and like made each other write better songs and without being like your song sucks you should do this it was more like you gonna get me a beer yeah sure. yeah how about around have a tab i should get around okay yeah um so yeah i mean I, I guess i don't know if that's a lesson necessarily i guess it is hey of course but it is. i think that was that, that, that's, that's that's lacking from a lot of things and places yeah, here yeah you find it in some of the things like the new the new punk news like the kids that wear jorts and whatnot, yeah. you find a little bit of it in that too. That yeah. whole respect. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't know. I guess that's why I think I always stayed here too in Denver because I got to tour with the Blackout Pack. That's where mm-hmm. I got most of my touring out, out of my system. And you, you'd find those cities where you felt that same feeling and so on and so forth, but nothing like here. Yeah. Nothing like the hey, welcome to Denver. Come on in. Let's yeah. have a beer. Let's let's hang out. Let's hey, what are you up to? Like just like the restoration show you did the interview for yeah. a few weeks ago. Same, same, same feeling. You know, like those guys felt those. I got to witness the sparkle in their fucking yeah. eyes. Uh, how happy they were to be in this town because of the the, the open arms that they they were given. Yeah. Um, and that that's that show in particular made me feel that again because I haven't felt that feeling in this town for a long time. Yeah. And it's just so refreshing and what such show is that? the restoration oh, show yeah. where like that, what I was saying is like how you know just yeah the whole thing about how everyone just kind of takes care of each other yeah. or, or maybe maybe not as much as they used to but at the same time that's that's what I noticed growing up in that scene it seems like uh, the older people get them I don't know it seems like there's like I don't know like not there's not that camaraderie anymore I, I don't know. 
Um, there, there is sometimes, but not definitely not as, as. No, well, it used to be you'd see the same five six bands always playing shows together, which was fun, especially yeah. if you were included in that five or six bands. But at the same time, it would still branch out and so on and so forth. But I think the older thing has to do with also people just having more responsibilities, yeah. and it's harder to support Absolutely. as much as they can. But when you do see them, the support's one hundred percent genuine, and still seems to be you know there. It's just harder. You know, all, like I said, the fact that we're playing instrumental, droney, slower music is not something I ever thought I'd be playing in my life. <laughs> Whereas a lot of my friends from that era who are still playing music are still playing punk, which is fine. That's great. And, and they're good at it. Mm. Obviously, after 20 years, they better fucking be. But, you know, we just, I, I particularly went in a completely different direction that I would have never saw myself going as yeah, far as music I, goes, ever. Yeah. Ever. I mean, I never would have thought I'd be playing this kind of music in my life. Yeah. Ever. But. Not to mention you're pretty good at it too. When I was eighteen, oh, I, thanks. Boy. When I was eighteen, I thought I'd be playing punk rock for fucking ever. Yeah, me too. And thank God I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah, weird. Well, the I, punk rock we were listening to at that age is, thank God, oh, it's so stale and boring now. Yeah, to an extent. And and it's become kind of stuff like restorations who are taking those cues and with other. I don't. I'm gonna shut up. Shut the hell up. No, I but, know, but making yeah. it their own thing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that, that's e- important. Yeah. I think. Even I, I can't listen to another Bad Religion record ever. No. I do, but yeah. oh, can't I, couldn't, I, was, I couldn't in the first. I couldn't. Place. Yeah, I could never, <laughs> I, I've never liked Bad Religion. Yeah, I've liked some Pap. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can pause this if you guys want to get beers and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get this rolling again. If you guys are ready. Yeah. 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 Fire away. Okay, so how did when, when Mustangs and Madras ended? How did you feel? Did you ever? Did you want to continue playing music? What what brought it to an end? Even even more so. <laughs> That's funny well, because we're both here to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was Tom and I that decided yeah. that we were done. Um, there we was him had actually started playing some of the like earlier like the early native Na- daughter songs yeah. together. In fact, one of the native daughter Mustangs songs. Yeah. Broke up because I I mean personally I was sick of like playing guitar. Because mm-hmm. I played guitar in Mustangs, and I just wanted to get back to playing drums. So, me and him like just started. We're like, we'll just do a little side project. Um, we were, yeah, we were a three piece at first, mm-hmm. and we had a different bass player, uh, John Fruska, from the band Fucking Orange. That was another one of my favorite Denver bands. Yeah. Was yeah. Fucking Orange. They were, whew, they were a heavy boy. But uh, so we were playing with him for a while, and that just didn't. I don't know why that never really. He lived far. He it lived was just kind of hard for all yeah. of us con- to connect. Like um, yeah. at that point, yeah, I was living in Denver. Colin or yeah. Eddie was living with Colin. Yeah, um, he was like way, 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 way south, and it was just like it's kind of hard for him to get to practice and stuff. But so whatever. So we just we we asked Gene to do it, and he did it. And then Colin was like, "Well, what about two drummers?" <laughs> We're like, well, let's you know, let's give it a shot. It's basically Musta- everybody in Mustangs and Madras, which I kind of I, I wanted so bad to branch out to branch out a little bit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so we brought in another guitar player, uh, Gil Romero. He was the um, the guitar player for for uh, Get Three Coffins. Ready? I guess I'm kind of veering away from the correct question. How did I feel? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. That's I okay. Felt, you can, you can continue telling the story. Uh, an overwhelming sadness, but I, I felt relieved as hell too, because I felt like we were just trying to to keep this this this. It was like I don't know. It was just like a dying machine, yeah, basically. Yeah, pretty much. It was like yeah. 
we had recorded a, a four song EP and we, we were on a record label too and we were, we were going to get it put out and uh, it just didn't seem like it would be worth us worth it for us to owe money on a record being put out that we we knew we weren't going to tour on it we knew we weren't going to so it in realistically it never came out it's on a web, it's on uh, Chuck Coffee's blog right now which is really nice of him to do but um, it's one of my it's the favorite thing that I ever recorded with Mustangs it was such a perfect fucking mm-hmm. little group of songs and so that in that I was I was bummed that we never got to tour on that and we never and that that it never really got released and nobody ever heard it but at the same time like with all the bullshit at the time that we were dealing with keeping that band trying just scraping everything we could to, yeah. to keep it together once it was done I was I, I was so fucking relieved and I was like okay now I can just start something do whatever the fuck I want I don't have to commit to yeah. writing these songs that I know I can't write anymore <laughs> yeah so I mean yeah. but that's how I felt you can yeah that was I mean I didn't really I mean I I guess I felt a little sadness like when we played our last show yeah but it was yeah more, more or less it was just a relief and it was um not to say I like I mean I totally like appreciated everything that we were able to do in that band because that's you know, the first time I ever got to tour, and probably, I mean, pretty much the only time I really got to tour. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it was a relief for me because yeah, I was really feeling the pressure of uh, having to try and write new songs. Like I picked up guitar just, you know, right before. Well, I guess I fiddled around with it for a while when we were still in high school and other bands. Well, we were in the other band. Yeah. yeah. But I just wasn't feeling comfortable with it anymore. I just wanted to get back to playing drums and. Yeah, so I agree. I, and I, I was I was a big supporter of that uh, as a bandmate and a friend too because he's such a fucking good drummer. I was like, well, and I've got these slew of, of heavier songs, and we were both kind of going in this he- listening to heavier, sludgier type music, and like, man, let, you know, we can still be loud and, and angry, but let's just slow it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I don't know if we slowed down that much though. Yeah, not really. <laughs> I mean, I mean can, a little bit, but yeah, uh, but yeah. I'd say this band's a lot slower comparatively to Mustangs. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure, yeah. for sure. But yeah. um, you guys won't be getting tapped to open any Hot Water music shows with this band. <laughs> Highly uh, doubt. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I'd accept that. What the hell? I'd do it. Why, why? I think. I think I it would. I think it would fit. Like I, I remember somebody going like. Uh, for the restoration show, that was the most highly di- diverse and yet wonderful bill I've seen in Denver. Yeah, yeah. And a long I was time. really pumped on that too. And we were talking about that when we were outside. We we're like, man, this feels fucking it feels great. Right. Yeah. It feels right, and, and it fits like everything yeah. fl- ebbed and flowed in the right way. Well, and, and it was perfect. The, I mean, realistically, the only reason we would have played that we played that is because Stuart was fr- is friends with Restorations, yeah. and he kind of hey. Native daughters, you know, play with them. They're, you know, and I was, I was so fucking stoked for those guys on their yeah. draw. And, oh yeah, uh, how much fun they were having. Yeah, and not to mention that was a last minute show. Yeah, for them, they're, they're, yeah. they were just like, dude, it was like a month out. Yeah, yeah, they're like, we didn't know this was gonna happen tonight, and then whoa. But yeah, that was one of my favorite Denver shows. I mean, I've only lived, lived, lived here for yeah. not even two months now, but in Colorado, that's one of my favorite Denver shows. Was that night? It's nice to get out and branch out and play other fucking. Yeah. Smaller yeah, I think that's something that's definitely lacking lately in Denver is yeah. like more diverse shows. Like a lot yeah. of bands, like a lot of bills, like yeah. the bands are all very similar sounding. Right. Um, 
What's well, yeah. like? It's it's like. So when I was working the Black Sheep, I would propose these bills. I'm like, let's have this band open and this band open for this band. They're like, that doesn't fit. And I'm like, it doesn't have to. I'm like, yeah. you're not the. In the scene in Ratatouille that comes to mind, where he takes the strawberry and the cheese and eats them together, and it's like, whoa, look at all these taste sensations. Like, yeah, you man. can do that, and yeah. it still fits we, and it still works. I think you should do that. I yeah. think you need to do that. Yeah. Well, whenever I, I, I don't book all of our shows, but I book a majority of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think anytime we end up being the headliner, or it ends up being like our show. That's what I do on purpose. Every yeah. single time, I try to pick four or three other bands to play with us yeah. that have absolutely nothing in common, but I know they're good people yeah. that play good music because I want, and especially being an instrumental band, yeah. you don't really fit with many bands. You <laughs> no. just don't. And you know. and and you know, a lot of these, we've had a couple bands from the whole doom stoner metal side of the scene try to get us to come over there and play, which we'd be more than happy to. And um, but we've had the same exact thing where like the, the whole. The, the punk scene's like, hey, why don't you come play this show? And we're yeah. like, okay, whatever. We don't fucking care because where the fuck do we fit anyway? Yeah. You know, that's, and that's, I think that's also what I like about being in an instrumental band with these guys is yeah. that we don't care. <laughs> we'll play yeah. kind of whenever, wherever, as long as we're having a good time fucking doing it. Yeah, and it sounds like a fun, well run show. We're yeah, fucking yeah, down. We're, we're fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you just, you never know what to expect, especially at a place like Seventh Circle. I'm not knocking them. I love Aaron State to death, and I love what he does, and I, I think what he does is, is fucking... I don't think anybody else could do it. I think he, he's... Yeah. It takes yeah. a certain mindset to be yeah. Aaron Say, and he's, he's gone. Yeah, but it, the last time we played there, it was like a Monday night fucking... We didn't really promote it. He didn't really promote it. It just wasn't really, it you know... It felt very uncomfortable. Yeah, it just... <laughs> there was like 20 people there, if that, and... So going back to that because we had played a Garage Land a couple or, or sorry what was it Blastomat Blastomat before that and in Mustangs and didn't really have good shows there either so my overall experience other than when I saw Trap then there had not been so great but then I knew when when we got to the Restoration show and all those fucking people poured in and how good a job as a community that that. You know the, that it came together on Facebook, and I mean, I don't think there was one fucking flyer printed for that show. I don't think there was. Not a, not a, not a yeah, one. and I think it was just straight up word of mouth, and all these guys getting together, and that's what I'm just saying that like that's the sense of yeah. community to get that many fucking people out there, you know. And I, I I know it was a Friday or a Saturday night or whatever, but it was still. Still, like, though, I mean, it's hard for for me in my early 30s to be, hey, come to this warehouse show right. on Seventh and Federal. Yeah. yeah, you know, and come bring beer. Like zero, zero of my close friends that I grew up playing music with or around came. None of them came. Yeah, no. But all the no. people that I've known throughout the years, throughout the music community over the last fifteen, twenty years, did show up. Yeah, yeah. and it makes me. It kind of makes your head turn. Like, oh, this is why I keep doing it because these people genuinely yeah. have a big heart for music. Yeah. And and it just made me. I mean, people like like, like people like Eric Fuller yeah. and like whatever. Mike Taylor. Yeah, I'm not gonna name names, but I mean, like, it's just like you, you get to that point where you're like, wow, all these awesome people mm-hmm. who genuinely have a, a a true love for music showed up, and it made me so happy. Yeah. Like that night was. I, I guess we can't stop talking about that night because yeah. no, it was so great. fun. Yeah, yeah no, which is crazy because there's been like a million other. Well, not a million, but like we've had plenty of other great dozens shows. of other great shows yeah, this year that have really that one really taken care it of. It hit me in the heart that night because it was just. It, and even when we played half the place left, and I didn't give a shit. It really, I feel it was, 
I don't know. I know there were a lot of people there just to see you guys, and there were a lot of people That's scratching their heads. That you don't realize, like when we're playing too, is like we're we're playing this this show, and it's kind of like punk rock alt country, and then this fucking loud ass double drummer fucking <laughs> metal <coughs> circus gets up there. <laughs> metal circus. Metal circus. I love that magazine. I didn't. I didn't mean for that to. No, that's I, like that, I, like, I, I like, like that. I like that. I like that. Okay, but so I don't think I see. Sometimes they don't really know how to react, you know, when you play right. such a diverse show, and that's okay. We went, we we used to we used to go uh, Mustangs and Madras used to go to this festival in Wichita every year called ICT Fest, and it was run by some friends of ours, and they uh, we would have a fucking blast out there, just kill it every year, and like people would go fucking nuts for our shit. I mean, the, the it would be just a sweat fest, people with their fucking shirts off and just going fucking nuts to our music. And um, so the kid who took it over this or last year asked us to play, asked our new band, Native Daughters, to play. We're like, oh, fuck yeah, yeah. And Justin had just joined the band, and we were like, dude, you're going to love it out here. I know it's Wichita, but dude, trust me, you're going to fucking love it. And we get out there with this new project, and we had already sensed that the scene had changed, like, drastically. Drastically. Drastically since the other people who had ran it had left. (laughs) And we get there, and we fucking play and it's just like <laughs> the like, slow clap like 50 people yeah. just kind of <laughs> yeah. not really kind of alright well so yeah but I, we have but we but the, I guess the point you know, we have we have a, a thing like that here in Denver that's the point yeah you know yeah, yeah. It's, it's so nice yeah we're lucky here we are lucky very, very, very it's very fucking lucky. the the support that we've gotten over the last two or three years we've only been a band for three years but like and Justin's only been in for two, but the 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 response has been overwhelming. It's very overwhelming. It's very humbling. Uh, very humbling. Well, there's so many jumping off points. I want to take this to. I'm going to take it to this one that you just talked about. The scene changing. I went to the Goodwill on South Broadway, right across the street from here, the other day, and I bought three button-up pearl snap shirts. Very easy to buy now. Four years ago. They would have been completely sold out. The scene here in Denver is changing, is what I'm trying to say. Sure. Uh, a couple of years back, it would have been all button-up snap shirts, which are my favorite, and they always have, even before they were popular. Um, heavier bands are getting more and more prevalent here in this town. They're taking on form. Uh, the uniform of the kids coming to the show seems to be like jean vests, denim, yeah. uh, denim yeah. vest, yeah. and stuff yeah, and well, whatnot. And there's, <laughs> there's nothing. I mean, we're all wearing jean-esque apparel but um so like is this just a bandwagon phenomenon people are jumping on this heavier music or is it more of just a natural cultural shift towards these heavier outfits you know i think that has to do strictly with age um yeah because if you go into sputnik on a friday night like when the when the 21 year olds are closing the motherfucker they're still people that dress in the in the thin headbands and the fucking squirrely mustaches <laughs> right, right, and right. the, the, the big glasses outfit, yeah. you know there's uh, but I, I don't know I don't I guess I mean I don't know if I'm detached enough to, to know I mean I guess I don't know if I am either I, I mean, I make, we, all I notice is is beards and black sweatshirts yeah yeah and and I just shaved my beard but yeah. black sweatshirt <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I mean the reality is is that I would agree with you. I think there are a lot of heavier bands that are starting to draw a lot more people. Thank fucking God. Um, and I'm and I'm fine way. with it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's cool. Whether it's a fad or a phase or whatever, I mean, the, who, only time can tell. Um, but I also think that, you know, as far as our band goes, comparatively to the other 
heavier bands in this town. We're not that heavy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right, yeah. right. We kind of like have that middle ground where it's like, okay, we have our heavier parts, but then we'll have the most poppy, dancey, jumpy song you've ever heard. It may be down-tuned a lot, so yeah. it sounds yeah. heavier, but it's still, I mean, you tune that up to a fucking standard tuning, it could be a Jimmy World song. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, that. I mean, that's, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. You know, and like, so I think for us, we, I, I, I guess that goes back to like us not really fitting with anybody is that, yeah, I agree, there's a lot of heavier bands that, yeah. are, that are killing it in this town right now, and I think it's fucking fantastic. I mean, Relapse Records actually started here in Denver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The guy moved to, I think, New York now a long time ago. But They have a branch out in Portland, I think, exactly. now, too. Hey, yeah, yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm clueless on the history of that label. But What is it, two bands from Denver now? Now there's two bands within well, the last three, year. If you want to count Cephalic Carnage, too. Yeah, yeah, three bands that at Denver have been signed to Relapse Records over the last, we'll, we'll say, ten years now. Sure. You know, Call of the Void, Primitive Man, and then and then Cephalic Carnage. are fucking killing it, by the way. Yeah, those, both, those, yeah. Are, those bands are great. Is, what label's Havoc on? Those guys are doing fairly know. well too, right? Sure. They might be on. I don't think they're on they're relapse, on but they're relapse, doing pretty decent. Yeah, yeah and that, those are those guys were kids when I first. They were eighteen yeah. when I saw them play, and, and they're and they're more the thrashy like speed metal stuff, like Speedwolf is, and they're mm-hmm. starting to get recognized nationally. Yeah. And so is Primitive Man and Call of the Void, and like, and I think it's fantastic that I mean, any anytime there's bands from anywhere that collectively. All these Denver bands are collectively starting to get noticed. It's a good thing, period. Yeah. Because it makes people draw attention to that city's scene. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, well, if, if all these bands are coming out of Denver, what else am I missing out on? Mm-hmm. So that, whether you're heavier, folk band, I don't care what you are. <laughs> if, 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 you're, if you're getting attention to your city, because this, yeah. this scene, the Denver city in general has been overlooked for years. Yeah, yeah. But, but now it's kind of doing it's pretty okay. well. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's getting there. Yeah, yeah, it's getting there. It's getting there. I hope. I hope more comes out of it. And yeah, because there's there's been so many fucking untouched bands here. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that for are years. just come and gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and a lot of that has to do with like people have shit going on. You know, right. well reality sets in. Oh, I'm never gonna make it. Well, yeah, welcome to the club. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you, quit. you, you don't have to stop. Yeah. yeah, you know. I mean, again, if 18 year old me. <laughs> told me I'd be doing this in my 30s, I would have laughed at my fucking ass off. I would have been like, I'm not even going to make it to my 30s, whatever. <laughs> you, you, you'd laugh at me, but that's what this is right here talking about. Really? Yeah, because you turn... Uh, hey, it says right here, your top... <laughs> this is the joke that I wrote in here. It says, Justin, you're turning a whopping 42 next week. Uh, Native Daughters are playing at the Tuesday night of the high dive. Did you ever think you'd be making music still at this age? No. But you're, of course, 34, not yeah, 42. Um, no, I really, I, tr- I genuinely did not. I really didn't. Yeah. I mean, especially after the blackout pack broke up. When that, when I, when that wall hit me, after nine months straight of touring, and uh, finally like doing everything I possibly could to quote unquote make it Um, not make it just pay my bills with music that 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 to me was success if I could come home from a tour and pay my bills I had made it yeah Um, even if that means I live in a 500 square foot studio apartment that that I made it yeah Um, and at at one point in time I was barely making it like that Um, once that came to a complete halt um, I didn't really know what to do honestly that I had no clue and um Fortunately, I met Pedro, who convinced me to start writing songs with him, and then Only Thunder was born, and so on and so forth. And, um, and then Only Thunder almost made it. That, yeah. Got close. That was a thing for a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, it gets to a point where 
you know, me and Tom are actually talking about this last night after practice. Uh, how, you know, the reason why I've become so close with these guys so quickly. Not, I mean, again, I've known these guys for years anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but because our the the bond that bands get, you know, to keep things functional, happens so quickly between the the five of us because we all basically don't give a shit anymore. But when it comes to the songwriting and playing shows, as long as we as long as we're having fun doing it, then we're we're in good spirits and we're having a great yeah. time doing it. And that's ultimately what I what I wish to convey to every single person that ever starts a band. It's yeah. Like if you keep that mindset, things will naturally happen to you anyway. Because mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened to Only Thunder. I walked into Only Thunder being like, don't give a fuck. I don't yeah. care if we ever tour. I don't care if we ever fucking get a label. I don't care about anything. And sure enough, two years later, Epitaph's knocking on our door, and I'm like, what? Really? I tried my whole teenage years and early 20s to get you to knock on my door, yeah. and here I am not giving a fuck, and you are. <laughs> and it's just, I mean, that's, and that's, you know, and that's just how it works. At least that's how it's worked in my world, or how my vision of music. Murphy's Law. Yeah, totally. It really is. The less you give a fuck, but the more you put into the actual music itself, mm-hmm. the more people, are, the, the, the people that actually right. genuinely care are going to notice in the first place. Um, and I think people in general can see that. You know, they, they see you play and they see that your heart's well, that's not Murphy's Law. That's irony. I guess. Irony. Yeah, yeah. it's irony. <laughs> irony. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, you, you, to answer the question, no. I didn't really think I would yeah. because I can't. I, I got so fed up with after all the bullshit I saw throughout the blackout pack between the drinking, the drugs, the booking agents, the managers, the, the label stuff. It was, it, was, it was a very, a lot of people to meet in a short nine-month period span to be like, how the fuck? This is how it works? Holy shit. Um, and then to have that come to a screeching halt, it was just like, wait, what? Now I have nothing? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I, at that time I was 28, so even then I was like, really? Am I still, am I still touring? Really? And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I have to do this because, like, like Eddie and Tom, they, they do, like, the uh, the uh, MMA training, the Muay Thai or whatever. I don't know. You guys know better than me. But they have that outlet, which is great. They have this as an outlet. All I have is this. This is it. This is my punching bag. This is my. This is my punching bag too. Though. Right, right. No, like no. This, of course. This, this, like, like, yeah. I, but you, you literally have a punching bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, for sure, for sure. Like, then, but this, this is this that, is my like, only this, outlet. This is like the only thing that like I have. One hundred ten percent of fun and like one hundred ten percent of seriousness too. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, I have fun, but like, this is really. One of two things that I take absolutely seriously in my life, you know. Yeah. So it and it's definitely the most gratifying thing that I have, like as far as things that I put effort into, like getting to spend a Sunday or you know a couple nights a week with these dudes. And like my favorite thing about being in a band is hanging out with your best friends and creating something that just turns out fucking awesome. Like everybody in the room is pumped on. Like that to me, like that's the most gratifying thing yeah. that's why that's why I keep doing it like sometimes I don't want to play shows I'm old and I'm tired and I just want to fucking be at home <laughs> that's how we were last night yeah, I mean, none yeah. of us wanted to come to practice we Dude, that's how we, honestly that's the mindset about the fucking restoration show too we, we, we were like everybody was tired and grumpy and yeah no one we didn't dull. want to go we're like oh. I wanted to go just to watch restoration <laughs> yeah no, I, I, right, right. I didn't show want to either way. Shit, but we were, we were sitting there <laughs> drinking at Pete's first and we all three of us yeah, and we were yeah. like Man, we should just stay here. Let's yeah, that's what we said. Here. Let's stay here at Pete's and then go, go see the restorations. Show, <laughs> get fucked up and like, let's go home. Yeah. But then we ended up playing and just and it was great. There you go. The shit you create is just yeah. It's always gonna be fun. It's always gonna be fucking fun as hell to play. Yep. Yeah. So so if red uh, 
I have it written down. Like, if someone say, I don't know, but I know when I'm asking this question, uh, if Red Fang or somebody of that sort of level called you guys and said, hey, we caught your show. We want you guys to open for three weeks for us. You're going to be yeah. the opening band. It's been happening for fucking ever. Has it? Now. 150 bucks a show, guaranteed. <laughs> Would you do it? Maybe not 150 uh, yeah, I mean, if it was three weeks, sure, we'd make it work. Two, three weeks, we'd make it work. Yeah, I mean, for me, for me to leave my family and my business because I, you know, with that, um, <laughs> for me, for me to leave my daughter and my wife for an extended period of time, if I knew there was going to be people at the shows every night, yeah. I could do it. It one hundred fifty bucks a night would kill us. Yeah, it'd make me broke as shit. It would be right. really hard when I came home. But I, at least I'd know that every night new people would be hearing our music. Yeah. Then absolutely, I would at least. I would. I would. Oh yeah, I totally. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if the right if the right tour came up, came our way, yeah. yes, of course. Right. Yeah, I, I, I don't even think it would have to be like Red Fang or anybody. Like as long as we had like some sort of good you know, that tour yeah. booked. Yeah, I yeah. Know. I mean, if I knew again, I, who knows? For me, but that's people. that's like yeah. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I don't anticipate that ever happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, it, it probably won't happen. But if it did, you know, I'm all for it. You know, but that's that's probably the only time you'd ever see our band out of the state of Colorado. You know, yeah, as if yeah. as if we you know ended up hopping on a tour with a band that actually could to could take it. You know, let us ride their train a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. get to play in front of their fans. Um, because I've done the two people a night tours. <laughs> so many yeah. times since I was 17 years old, yeah. and they're a blast. And I and I miss them sometimes. I mean, I I miss traveling. I miss getting the show. I'm mean, like, God damn it! And then drinking tons of beer, yeah, and laughing with your friends and playing like crap to the sound guy. I think it's funny, it's you know. But I could afford to be funny back exactly. then. You know, back then I didn't have the kid. I didn't have the mortgage. I had I had my buddies to laugh about it with when we came home broke and getting evicted for not having your rent. It was funny back then. It's not funny to me anymore. You know, and I think that's awesome when my younger friends who are in bands like like Marcus from Orphans is like, I don't give a fuck, blah blah. I'm like, yeah, dude, do it, Go do it, it, do it, yeah. do it. It's like I'm just gonna tour as much as I can. I'm like, dude, fucking do it because now is the time to do that. Yeah, you know, because eventually you may be able to do that your whole life. I don't know, but I ended up in a situation I didn't think I'd ever end up in. But yeah. now I'm married with a kid, and I I can't do that joke anymore. It's a joke, <laughs> you know, and it's a fun joke, but I can't do it. So do you guys still get the same excitement that you did at a younger, like, 16, 17, 18, playing in front of people that you do now? The same, is it there somewhere? Oh, yeah. yeah For me, it is. Yeah, it's, it's there sometimes. Yeah. I, I mean, like, <laughs> sometimes. It's there sometimes. Yeah, definitely. I just get sometimes. fucking, like, like, especially the the last, like, year, every show we've played, it's been, like... Just, the crowd has just been in our fucking face, overwhelming. Yeah. Like we've yeah. been spoiled, and I just get like, I, I just like, I, I do. I find myself like clapping for them. Like, oh, like yeah. when they're Thank clapping, you. I'm like, I'm like, clapping for them. Like yeah. Uh, yeah. the UMS and the Westward were just, and like the Russian Circles and the Neurosis show. It was like, like it just lucky, fucking yeah, yeah. Right, right place at the right time for for local hometown yeah yeah kids, yeah you know, i like, mean for me I, I think i've always kind of tried to at a very early age i try to keep the mindset of if there's five people watching or, or, or a thousand people watching play the same play set the same play the so same so set so and so have fun because those you're no matter what you're still up on that same st- 
stage or floor or wherever you're playing yeah. with those same guys. So yeah. embrace that moment and, and, and make it the best you possibly can because maybe that one of those five people who are watching are going to take that home with them and be like, holy shit, what did I just see? Yeah. You know, and that's like, I mean, it, 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 that has happened. Yeah, it has happened. And, and the energy, the energy level may be down a little bit. I mean, I'm talking maybe 10% on my end yeah. if there's five people watching versus a packed room. But, I mean, for the most part, you're going to get the same show from me at least every time because I, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, I learned a long time ago very early on that I, I had to do, I had to keep my mind focused on this because, again, it goes back to being this is my punching bag, this is my outlet because as soon as that first note hits, my brain just clicks off like, all right, it's you're playing music time and yeah. forget everything fucking else that you're doing. And I hope to pass that on to everybody else that's watching the set, too. That, hey, turn your fucking brain off for a second yeah. and have a good time enjoying this, because we certainly do. You know, and that's... I don't know. I've tried to stick with that no matter what kind of music or band I've ever been in. It's very important to me that that gets conveyed, at least. I, yeah. I think it's important to convey it, too. Just like you were saying. I mean, we, we saw Cult of Luna the other night. Oh, my God. And I don't so remember... Good. Like, I'll, I'll sit there and watch... Like like watch a band. I'll watch half their set. I'll watch two songs. I'll watch you know ten songs. But it's been a long time since that band where I've like just sat there and watched the whole fucking yeah with set. your jaw dropping. Yeah, like, holy and shit! Like, that like, band, Cold bands, Luna, bands holy not shit. giving because like, you can tell they don't give a fuck either. Nope. Like, yeah. they're a bunch of old men too. You know yep. what I mean? Well, and on the flip side, we've all seen those fucking shows too. Growing up, where like a band you were really excited to fucking see. You know the crowds maybe fifty percent what they thought it would be, and they just kind of phone it in for the night and just kind yeah. of yeah, we're like oh, we have a, we have a long drive because right. Denver's eight hours from yeah. anywhere. Dude, the first and time I sucks. heard no, not the first time, the third, the third and last time I saw at the drive-in they did that. Just stood around at the Bluebird. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, I'm yeah. sick. Sorry, we gotta like. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, yeah. man. Yeah, you're waiting for months to see a band. Yeah, and they just stand yeah. it like they don't give a fuck. Yeah, no use for a name did that at the Raven a long time ago too. Yeah, they had a show like. Anyway, we heard the show wasn't really well promoted, and I guess that's obvious. But here's our songs, and I was like, "Really?" You know, it was it was awkward, and it made me feel very uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't want to ever make anyone feel uncomfortable yeah. at, at a show I play. I want everyone to have a good fucking time. Bands have straight up been ruined for me before. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. of their shithead shit on stage. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> the with that first too. band that ever did that to me, I was I was a kid. I was like 18 or 19 years old. And the Get Up Kids came out, mm. and I was super because I was super into the Midwestern emo thing. That was my shit. Like, and um, and I remember the Get Up Kids came out, and they were a little poppier, but like I still liked it. And then we went and saw them with Braid at Club One Fifty Six. Do you remember how they just bitched I was at each in other? St. Louis. Oh, you were you weren't there? Yeah, they just bitched at each other the entire time, just fighting like throwing fighting temper tantrums, throwing temper tantrums on stage together. Uh, like, Fuck this shit. These guys suck, and then of course they they really suck. But <laughs> but um, yeah, bands have been ruined for me. Yeah, before. oh yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. One last question before we get wrap this up real quick. Do you guys ever think you'd be able to quit doing this thing, playing this music, or n- not this music, but playing music in general? Uh, I know I won't. I'll, I'll always be playing so, in some way, shape, or form. I'll always play music. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, think I, I mean, I mean there may way. be a break that's in order at some point because <laughs> the longest I've ever gone without being in a band since I was fifteen is is two months. Oh shit, not me. Yeah, yeah I've taken a long break. I've before. never taken a break, so to to be doing this for 
almost 20 years yeah. now um, with only a two month break between bands um, and I don't I don't feel overwhelmed by it I mean again going back to like not me not wanting to show up to practice last night but as soon as we got our shit set up and we started playing mm-hmm. as soon as we were done I was like I am so glad I came I'm so glad I got here and uh, I, I don't know it's just it got I can't stop I don't think I am. You know, if I'm already going on 40 soon, yeah. I don't think you see it stopping anytime oh, soon. I think all of us, like, it, I know me in particular, Eddie's talked about it before. Like, if we, we don't practice for a couple of weeks, like, I kind of start to get grumpy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, I compared it to sex, man. If you're, like, in a relationship and you're not fucking, yeah. it's, you know, it gets... And, it's goofy. Yeah. The break is nice as far as not practicing goes. But yeah. but as soon as we get back, you realize why you do it in the first place because you have to. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's in my it's at this point it's in it's in my DNA, it's in my fibers, man. Like I can't. Like, I'll be doing something, you know, and it might not be fucking crazy heavy shit forever, but it, I don't see it slowing down for me. I I just I don't know. I can't get enough of the heaviest music. It has to be heavier and heavier and heavier. Not in this band, but. Personally, when I listen to music, yeah, I just want to say it's awesome that me personally gave me gave me is on right now. That song's <laughs> <the> shit. <laughs> it's only on the background in this interview. You can barely Damn it! Hear it. Well, that's how that great these hilarious. condenser mics are on this Zoom H1 handy recorder. Find one now at Guitar Center. <laughs> Sponsor me, me. Yeah, give me money. Same deal. With this. So you guys are playing Tuesday, October 29th at High Dive for yeah. Justin's birthday. Justin and who else's birthday? Danny. Uh, Danny, who was in Trees with me, who was oh, in Qualm cool. with me. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah, Danny and me have the same exact birthday. Uh, I'm four hours older than him, I think. Is your birthday actually Tuesday? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, 34. 34. Still doing it. This will be the third or fourth time I've played shows on my birthday. Nice. They, we didn't play one last year for your birthday. No, we played on your birthday last year. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, they they come out. They're fun. <laughs> I can't I'm promise drunk. I'm going to play that great. But Are we playing last uh, yeah, yeah, we're playing last. We fix that. Good yeah. job. Yeah. No, we're gonna Good make. Who's we gonna make headline? No, no. But it's on a Tuesday, so it's you won't fine. get it's that. It's fine. Fucked up. Uh, then uh, November twenty third at Lost Lake. That's with the band Train Dodge. There, if, oh, and if you, if whoever's listening to this has not heard Train Dodge, get your asses to Lost Lake. They're uh, they're old friends of ours. They're they're, they're fucking. Great. They've been a band for. Since we were like sixteen, I think. When I, I know I was like, I know I was, I, I was eighteen. I saw him with Ed Temple and fucking yeah. Eight Bucks Experiment. Wow, and that uh, fuck that show was good. But yeah, they, they Jesus, twenty five years, maybe, maybe I don't know. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a minute. They, but they're fucking great, and they're they're from Oklahoma City. They're old friends of ours. For cool. Sure. Train Dodge. Train, Train Dodge. Dodge. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, they have a. We're playing New Year's Eve too, but we're not allowed to say who we're playing where, with. Yet. Yeah, where or just know that. Fair enough. It's gonna be big. It's gonna be sweet. It's gonna be, awesome. <laughs> it's gonna be big and sweet. You guys have an EP coming out like any day now. Uh, hopefully in the next couple weeks. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It'll be digital. We just finished ma- We just finished mastering it. It's gonna be digital. Uh, no plans of releasing a hard copy yet, but. Who knows what can happen? Yeah. Uh, we've got Ares Rising from um, Soul Tribe. Soul Tribe Tattoos uh, doing the artwork for it. And he's, uh, he's 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 a fucking man. Cool. 
Well, I don't have anything else left for you guys. Anything you want to throw out there? No, just thanks, no. man. Thanks, thanks, thanks for doing this. That's fun. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go. Well, they're not playing me personally. Give me give me's anymore. But all right, let's uh, let's head off to the sunset. <laughs> well, all right, buddies. Well, thank you for hanging out and listening to uh, listen to us bullshit with uh, Tom, Justin, Eddie from Native Daughters. Uh, thanks again to Three Kings Tavern for letting us hang out in your back room and do this little interview there. And uh, in case uh, in case you forgot from the earlier part of the show, don't forget to check out Justin and Dan McCarthy's birthday party this Tuesday, October 29th at the High Dive in Denver with Native Daughters, Black Acid Devil, Rebel Steel, and Bloodlines. I'm going to be there. You should be there. Let's party. Let's rage, buddies. If you like this interview here tonight, come and tell me. If you hate this interview tonight, come and tell me. Uh, if you're indifferent, well, I don't really care. Make an opinion. Find an opinion. <laughs> and then don't forget, uh, Saturday, November 23rd uh, at Lost Lake Native Daughters of Train Dodge, which we just talked about here a couple of minutes ago. Uh, if you like what we did, again, please come tell me. Email me or uh, visit MostlyHarmlessPodcast.com. Uh, like us on Facebook. Leave us a review on iTunes. Send me a message, an email, or a comment telling me how much you love or hate it. I don't really care if you love or hate it. I just like the feedback. Uh, it helps me improve as an as a human being and an individual. Uh, so again, the new three-song EP from Native Daughters should be out soon online. They were nice enough to let us debut a song here. Why here? I don't know. Why not the Westward or somewhere where... Uh, I don't know. I Me, I'm just blown away that people want to do this sort of thing with me because I'm just a guy sitting right now alone in his apartment drinking whiskey out of a uh, peanuts coffee mug and uh, I don't know I just I feel like a nobody but when I I get to become friends with guys like Justin and uh, now Tom and Eddie it makes me feel I don't know I don't I can't I can't really explain it Um, but I'm fortunate enough that we're gonna debut this new song it's called Happy New Year's Nurse I believe that's the song that's the uh, ID three track that I have in my iTunes that Justin sent me earlier this week. It's off their three song EP. It's called happy new year nurse. And you know what? I'm just going to shut the fuck up because you're tired of listening to me anyway. And let's, uh, let's rock after the song again. My, uh, iTunes calls it happy new year nurse off the new native daughters, three song EP. We'll see you in the funny pages, folks. Thanks for listening.